Continuing our 2023 farm system previews, we've got the Toronto Blue Jays. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And as we're doing now through when pitchers and catchers report, we are going through every farm system, talking about the top prospects, state of the pitching, and giving some superlatives. So when you get to top prospects in the Toronto Blue Jays system, Gabriel Moreno is not in here. He was traded uh, two weeks ago for outfielder Dalton Varsho. Uh, It took Moreno and left fielder Lourdes Goriel, but it's kind of emblematic of what this organization is trying to do, remaking the identity in the outfield to be much more defensively oriented. Kevin Kiermeyer in center, Dalton Varsho in left, and George Springer in right, you now have plus defense everywhere in the outfield uh, versus an outfield of Lourdes Goriel, George Springer, and Teoscar Hernandez. So, looking at some of the top prospects here, A lot of these guys are pitchers, and it starts off with Ricky Tiedemann. Uh, 2021 third rounder out of junior college. He was actually in the 2020 draft and did not get taken because of salary demands, as I understand, bonus demands. So he decommitted from college and went to a JUCO so he could be in the 21 draft. Uh, Blue Jays got him in the third round, signed him to a below slot deal. But 18 games last year, between low A, high A, and double A. 18 total games, 2-1-4 ERA in 78 and two-thirds innings, 117 strikeouts, so 13.4 per nine, to 29 walks, so 3.3 per nine. Gave up three home runs. And the thing, when you watch Ricky Tiedemann, it's a really unique uh, kind of setup, right? So lefty pitcher, but he's on the far third base side of the rubber. So very extremely far over. And then he delivers the ball out of a lower arm slot. So it almost looks like the ball is coming directly from the mound to the plate. It's a really just a unique setup between where on the rubber he is, the slot, and all of that. But out of that, he's got a plus fastball. I've seen plus. I've seen 65. Somewhere in there. But I think it's a plus fastball. Mid 90s, and as far as a four seamer, has a lot of run to the arm side, which is nice. Kind of gives him that uh, that horizontal weapon to go along with that. He's got a sweepy slider, one of those you know wide horizontal breakers around low 80s. It moves over a foot laterally, and again, plus pitch, uh, usually thrown against lefties, right? So that's something where it, that's going to run away from them while they're in the left-hand batter's box. Uh, To go along with that, he's got a changeup. His best pitch, I'd give it a 70 grade. Mid-80s, has a lot of uh, tumble and fade to it, and tunnels very, very well with the fastball. Devastating against righties. He can throw all three of these for strikes. He's got really good control with it. Um, And they can all get swing and miss. None of these are like, I need you to chase this. Now, Obviously, some of these things work well for Chase. The, uh, 
The changeup gets a lot of chase from a righty. The slider gets chase from a lefty, but he can throw him for strikes and you'll just miss him. Very, very good uh, pitching prospect. I expect him to go to AAA this year and barring some sort of injury, I expect him to be in the bigs. I've got him as one of the probably two best uh, left-hand pitching, pitching prospects in baseball right now. It's like him and Kyle Harrison. Uh, he's a, he's young. He's 19 years old. He'll be 20 next season. But still, love Ricky Tiedemann. Love what we've seen. Uh, and very excited to watch him pitch in AAA in, in Buffalo and hopefully get called up this year. Uh, number two prospect in the system, another pitcher, Josever Zulueta. So 2019 IFA, who didn't really get to play a ton until 2022. He had Tommy John soon after he signed. Uh, then, so he rehabbed during 2020, and then literally one batter into 2021 tore his ACL. Had to cover, was trying to cover first, which, you know, PFPs, man, pitchers fielding practice. Uh, Mike Soroka's Achilles tear, his first one, was cut trying to cover first. Just one of those things. Uh, so, finally was healthy last year, got to play, did low A, high A, double A, triple A. Last year. So 21 games started. I was sorry, 21 games of baseball, 12 games started. They moved him to the bullpen mid year, not because of talent issues, but to manage his innings because he really hadn't thrown a full season since being an amateur in 2019. Uh, so 21 games, 12 starts, 372 ERA, 55 and two thirds innings, 84 strikeouts, so 13.6 per nine. 32 walks, 5.2 per nine. Uh, gave up only two home runs. And the thing here is a little bit farther away than Ricky Tiedemann, right? Uh, I probably would have him going back to AA New Hampshire to start 2023 and then move him to Buffalo after that. He's, he's older. He's 24 years old. Uh, I mean, because of the pandemic and all of the time that he missed, he's just behind on his development chronologically. But Plus fastball, 96 to 97, can sit 100 with it. Uh, you know, tons of run, so works well against a lefty, you know, being a righty pitcher. A plus slider, again, another one of those sweepy ones has about a foot of, of horizontal break to it. Uh, followed up by a changeup, above average changeup, but somewhere in the mid 80s. And then a clear fourth pitch is a curveball. It's below average. It's like his slider, but just has a little more depth to it. Um, not as polished as Ricky T, right? Control's probably a little bit below average. He commands the slider for a strike better than the fastball. And then doesn't always execute the changeup. And then the curveball, again, just kind of blends with the, with the slider. And it's just like a slower, deeper version of the slider. So. A little bit more work to do. That's kind of why I'd like him to go back to double-A versus triple-A Buffalo. But uh, definitely has the stuff to, if nothing else, be a high-leverage reliever with the fastball-slider combo. I still think that changeup can become a good third pitch to make him into a starter. And if that's the case, you're looking at a middle-of-the-rotation guy uh, just based on the quality of some of this stuff. Number three prospect in the system, left-hand pitcher Brandon Barrera. So uh, Prepster that was shut it down earlier in the year, pair for the draft, but uh, has 
you know, 2022 first rounder out of high school, 6'2", 180. He's got four different pitches. So fastballs plus, sits 92 to 95, touches 99. There's more variance here because it's a prepster. And so the conditions you see him in are a little bit different than the conditions you see a typical minor leaguer. That's why it's 92 to 95 and not 94 to 95. Um, touches 99. It has some late cut to it, so that's useful. Uh, the slider probably is 65, so better than plus, but not quite elite. Uh, it's It sits in the low 80s, has some more of that horizontal sweep, kind of late movement to it. And so dudes look pretty dumb when they they're, they're, they think they're about to tee it up and it just darts out from under their, their bat. Uh, has a curveball and a change. Curveball's mid-70s, change-up's mid-80s. They're both maybe average at best. He really sticks to that fastball-slider combo. I think the change-up is going to determine where his ultimate ceiling is. Up right, it's a it's an average pitch. I think it can be above average, maybe even plus. And so, if you can get it to above average with a very good disguise off the fastball or plus in general, it gives you three different weapons and it gives you a nice horizontal profile as far as what the slider does, what the fastball does, and what the changeup does to attack handers of both hands. Uh, average control right now can throw strikes, but again. That changeup development is going to be key. He's going to start off, obviously, his pro debut is next year, so you're going to see him in, in rookie ball and then low A, uh, maybe high A. We'll see how it goes. Workload as well as development. Number four prospect in the system, first one we've gotten to that's not a pitcher, actually, is uh, infielder Addison Barger, 2018 sixth rounder out of high school. Uh, it took him a little while to, to kind of find his groove, but he came back from the pandemic uh, and had kind of found some power. Had a great year last year. So 124 games divided between high A, double A, and a brief triple A cameo. We talked about the late September call-ups. Uh, but 124 games, 308, 378, 555. 26 home runs, 61 extra base hits, 48 walks to 131 strikeouts, and 9 of 14 on stolen bases. He led the organization in hits with 144 and runs with 80, and RBIs with 91, in slugging at a 555, and OPS at a 933, and in total bases at 259. So, absolutely kind of broke out. He's, uh, the, the hit tool probably still grades out somewhere between 45 and 50. You know, it's still kind of a struggle. He started off as a contact hitter, became Super aggressive, and he's kind of dialed it back and kind of found the right mix. Uh, he's cut back on the chase. The power is above average. Uh, does really well with pitches on the inner third and pulling stuff. I think 24 of his 26 home runs last year were pulled to right field, right? Um, so makes decent contact on the zone, but still kind of fringy because he doesn't walk a ton. And... He has to make enough contact for the power to play. Now, defensively, uh, probably average at shortstop. He'd be above average at second or third. He's got a cannon for an arm so he can play third. He's got the hands to, to move to second so he could do either one. And, and right now, he's, he's still at shortstop. And again, he'd be an average defender there, but he could be a little bit above average at second or third. In just a minute, I want to get to some of the prominent pitchers in this system who have missed time and what's going to happen to them. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every 
professional and amateur league out there. Uh, pro football, obviously the NFL is going to the playoffs start this weekend. College bowl season just finished up. Uh, UGA won the national championship and it wasn't even close. Uh, basketball, NBA, college, all that's going on right now. Uh, when you look at the World Series odds, this Blue Jays team is actually in, I believe, the top 10 for World Series odds. They're plus 1,600, along with the Mariners at plus 1,600. The Phillies are plus 1,200. The Braves and Padres are plus 1,000. Dodgers at plus 775. I think that's a little too, too uh, little. The odds are a little too low. They should have higher odds than that. Yankees at plus 750. Mets at plus 700, Astros at plus 625. So if you want to bet on the World Series odds for these Toronto Blue Jays or any other teams, you can uh, get all of that info at betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to place your bets. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because BetOnline where the game starts. Okay, so I want to have the pitching conversation. There's a lot of, there's a lot of pitchers in this top 10. There's a lot of pitchers on this team also a lot of middle infielders on this. There's a lot of guys. Uh, Addison Barger is a, you know, second base, third base, shortstop guy. Aurelvis Martinez, shortstop, third base guy. We'll get to him later. Uh, Tucker Toman, shortstop, third base. Kate Doty, second base, third base. Like a lot of middle infielders, but there's a lot of pitchers. And one that we get asked about a lot is Nate Peterson. At one point in time, he was the number one pitching prospect for this team. Fell back a bit and Later on, there's a, this guy needs to stay healthy superlative, and it really should be Nate Pearson, but I wanted to talk about uh, someone else as well. I wanted to give more time to Nate Pearson in this middle segment. So uh, he has dealt with, he had a line drive, fractured his arm in 2019. Uh, then debut in MLB was messed up because he had a flexor strain in 2020 in his elbow, and then he missed most of 2021 with groin injuries and a sports hernia and then missed most of last year with a lat strain. So, like, he's, I mean, he was drafted in the first round of junior college in 2017. And to date, he's appeared in, like, 59 games. (laughs) Like, 59 minor league games. But uh, last year, 13 games, no starts. He is now fully a reliever. They have transitioned him to the bullpen. He is now a reliever. Uh, But he put up a 3-5-2 ERA in 15 and a third innings pitched. 19 strikeouts, so 11.2 strikeouts per nine, to eight walks, 4.7 per nine, with two home runs allowed. And it's a power arsenal, and the stuff is good enough to work in the bullpen, right? So the fastball, it's a, I'd, probably a 65 grade, but it's anywhere between 99 and 100. I mean, he's a big boy, 6'6", 250, uh, looks every pound of 250, but he uses that power to just pump power fastballs into the zone. Uh, To go along with it, the slider above average, kind of in the 80s. It's a harder breaking slider, but a lot of the movement, the horizontal movement is late, which is something you like because it makes it easier to miss bats. As a power curveball, it's in the middle, it's in the mid 80s. It's probably average. I think maybe it could be above average, but um, very much has like a two plane break. And then his changeup has changed a lot recently. It used to be one of the better change-ups in the entire system, and now it's probably average to below average. He just kind of lost the feeling of it. It's really firm now and not as good as it used to be. So I don't quite know exactly what happened there. I don't know if it's going to come back or not. I don't think it is. I think this is just who he is now. Uh, But 
Uh, fastball slider, you can focus on that as a reliever. He's got a curveball if he occasionally wants to attack a lefty with it because it's going to break in on their Um, Big thing here, he just has to stay healthy, right? Um, again, big body. He went to the Dominican Winter League, pitched really well there. He was pitching for Lysi. So 12 games, 0.75 ERA in 12 innings pitch. 16 strikeouts to four walks, no home run. So he's taken to the bullpen a little more. He looks a little more comfortable in the bullpen. When he came back last year, he was in Buffalo's bullpen at the end of the season, but I really would like to see him in Toronto and maybe a middle, a medium leverage role next year. Uh, another guy, really interesting pitcher I want to make sure we get to, right-hand pitcher Hayden Younger. So, uh, 2021 sixth rounder out of Mizzou, but uh, was, was absolutely, like, it's just, is a reliever. Uh, it's probably going to debut this year. That's why I kind of want to talk about him. But 38 games last year and 19 starts. And he wasn't being used as a starter when he was in A New Hampshire. He was an opener. So he would open the game, uh, you know, go two or three innings and then turn it over to the bullpen. Uh, it wasn't a traditional starting role. When he moved to AAA, he, can't, he became more of a traditional reliever and was getting higher leverage innings including closing towards the end of the year. But uh, 38 games, 19 starts, technically. 3.76 ERA, 88 and two-thirds innings pitched, 100 strikeouts, so 10.2 per nine, to 37 walks, 3.8 per nine. 18 home runs allowed, which, yes, that is a problem. Let's acknowledge up front, that is not very good. Uh, So here's what he has here. Uh, Fastball plus fastball, but he can't hold the velo deep. And that's one of the reasons he's a, he's a reliever. 93 to 97 is where it starts off at. When you get him into some of those subsequent innings, it drops down to 93, 94, 92. And it, he can't always land it for a strike. Um, to go along with that, slider, kind of average right now, 83 or 84. But it's got a lot of late horizontal break to it. Nice. Uh, change up, again, kind of average in the mid-80s but a lot of arm side runs. So there's your ver- your horizontal window of the slider breaks one way, the changeup breaks the other, the fastball is in the middle. Uh, he throws the fastball more than 60% of the time. It's the pitch that he trusts. It's the pitch that he feels better with. Uh, and there's times when, depending on how some of these individual secondaries are doing, he just won't even throw them. He'll just, he's, he'll, he'll pump fastballs. He'll throw a slider. If the slider feels good, maybe he'll do some more. And if it doesn't, he'll just pocket it and just not throw any sliders the rest of this inning. Um, but he throws them all. Controls average. He can get strikes with them. The big thing here is, okay, so size-wise, six foot 180. And then uh, he's got a three-quarter slot. And then to go along with that, he's one of those drop-and-drive guys on his delivery. And so to kind of explain the difference in, these two, in, in this, Little baseball 101 here. Uh, the two main types of pitcher deliveries is called tall and fall or drop and drive. So tall and fall is exactly what it sounds like. When you're in your windup, your back leg, your plant leg is for the most part uh, fully extended. And you fall forward towards the plate as you make the pitch. And you obviously you stride, gives you a little better control your body. And the big concern there is making sure that there's not extraneous motion to either direction. You want to be fully gathered and going forward. The other thing is drop and drive, which is where when you wind up, you 
bend your back leg and your body comes down a bit and it gives some guys, usually undersized guys, a better ability to push off the rubber to get velocity forward. So he's got a low slot. He's a drop and drive guy who's only six foot tall. And so because of his body physically lowering when the leg bends, as well as the lower slot, the ball kind of like um, with the Ricky Tiedemann comes out from, a, from like a unique position. And so it's harder for folks to pick it up. It's just an unusual release point. It's an unusual approach angle to the plate. And so it makes, it makes hitters uncomfortable, which is always something that you want. Um, but it, because of it, his control sometimes suffers because of that. So something that they've got to figure out. In just a minute, I want to get to the superlatives in this system, uh, the guys who need to stay healthy, the best outfield defender, the potential breakout right here on Locked on MLB Prospect. And we're back. So we are talking about um, the superlatives of the Toronto Blue Jays system. The guy who I like as a potential breakout, and if you're in fantasy, probably not going to help you a ton, but uh, for just straight-out baseball fans, Hagen Danner. So 2017 second-rounder out of high school was drafted as a catcher. was a two-way player in high school. Like he pitched uh, on the 18-and-under USA national team two years. Uh, but Blue Jays drafted him as a catcher. Um, they quickly kind of realized he can't hit. <laughs> he's just not a good hitter. And he'll admit he's not a good hitter. And so they, uh, after the pandemic, he came back as a, solely as a pitcher. Um, now, fastball plus pitch, it's 95 to 97, can touch 100 with it at force. It can just, I mean, he can just blow it past guys. It does really well up in this. I like what it looks like up there. He's 6'2", 210, arm slot's a little bit higher. So it's, again, a little bit of a unique approach angle, but works really well up in the slider. Um, average, uh, it's in the mid-80s, could use a little bit of work, not quite as consistent with it, but something that you see because, I mean, it's a little bit of a younger guy. Uh, so last year, didn't, didn't necessarily pitch a ton. He got in like, he got like four games. So the stats aren't necessarily worth talking about a lot. But in, in a lot of his work outside of game situations, from what we understand, he was walking on average about three guys per nine innings. So doing pretty well with not walking a ton of batters uh, and work off of the field. So I absolutely think if he's healthy, he's going to be able to debut like mid-season in the bullpen and be a weapon there or, or the Blue Jays. Absolutely love watching it. Uh, the guy in this system that's got a ton of power but just kind of can't hit is Aurelvis Martinez, 2018 IFA, and started off just absolutely on fire. Looked really good. Tw in 2021 in 71 games in Low A Dunedin, he hit 19 home runs, had a slugging of like 572. But last year, Double A New Hampshire, 118 games, 203, 286, 446. 30 home runs. He hit a lot of home runs. Uh, 45 extra base hits. 40 walks to 140 strikeouts in 118 games. Six of nine of stolen bases. I have seen his hitting tool at a 30. This, like, he is the definition of your power tool is only as good as your hit tool, right? Uh, bat speed is absurd. The, the power is legitimate plus game power, probably double plus raw power. But and he can do really well against uh, velocity, including like premium velocity. Like he can hit a fastball a mile, 
including you throw up 100 miles an hour. He can still turn it up and put it in the stands. But he is incredibly aggressive at the plate. He is the most aggressive hitter at the plate that I have seen in a long time. He will chase. He will expand the zone. He will swing at everything that's thrown up there. And so he got to double A, and these pitchers learned I can just throw him a bunch of sliders off the plate and he will chase every single one and strike himself out. And so, I mean, he's going to have to like significantly improve the strike zone discipline, improve the swing decisions, uh, just to give himself a chance at having enough contact for the power to play in games. It doesn't matter how far you can hit the ball if you can't make contact. And his big thing is pitch recognition. He has to understand what he can hit and what he can't hit. Uh, there's plenty of places for him to play. I mean, he's got fringe speed and fringe defense, but a plus arm can probably play third base. Um, he's, he could be playable there. You may have to move him to first base or DH. But again, he's just he's got to learn to make contact. He has to learn not to swing at everything and to wait to identify his pitch and go get his pitch. We're talking about a guy who needs to stay healthy. Really, it should be Nate Pearson. He's the choice for this, but I just wanted the chance to talk to him about him a little bit more in the second segment. So we're going to go to go with Adam Mako. Uh, Adam Mako was acquired via trade from the Mariners, but 2019 seventh rounder out of high school. Missed a bunch of time in 2021, only got about 30 innings in because he had a shoulder injury. Missed a bunch of time in 2022, only got about 38 innings in because he had a meniscus tear. But in those eight games in high A, uh, with Everett, uh, so with the Mariners, a 3.99 ERA, 60 strikeouts in 38 innings, so 14.1 per nine, to 20 walks, 4.7 per nine, four home runs allowed. Has a lot of really great tools. Fastballs above average, somewhere between 92 and 96. Again, another low slot, low release point, and then being a lefty as well. Just Makes things tough, especially if you are a lefty hitter going up against this lefty fastball. Uh, but has a very good curveball. Sits in the low 70s. It's a plus pitch. A lot of tight spin to it. A lot of late drop to it. Misses bats or you roll over it a lot. Um, when it's not on, it ends up being a little more sweepy and kind of soft. And it comes to the upper 60s versus the low 70s. As a uh, slider, he throws in the mid-80s. It's a horizontal slider compared to the, the curveball, which is more of a two-plane break to it. And then the changeup is a little bit of fringy, but it's getting better. Uh, he's a good athlete. The delivery isn't as consistent from outing to outing, from inning to inning, from pitch to pitch. And so sometimes he's overthrowing, sometimes he's underthrowing, and the control comes out not that great. He's only thrown like 95 innings. So he really does need to stay healthy. He's got enough tools where he can be a starter, but because of the health issues and if the control doesn't get better, you're going to look at him being a reliever. So the big goal this year, he's going to go probably back to high A. Uh, in this case, it'll be high A with the Blue Jays, but he just needs to be healthy. He needs to be healthy so you can get a better idea of what can that change up be? Uh, can he get that curveball to be more consistent on a regular basis? Can he get a little bit extra on the fastball? Um, a guy, the best outfield defender in this system, and one of the best outfield defenders in all of baseball, honestly, the defender Desan Browns, 2019 third rounder out of high school. 84 games last year between low A and high A, and a couple games in rookie ball while he was recovering from something. Uh, 
283-320. Six home runs, 28 extra base hits, 33 walks to 102 strikeouts, and went 24-34 on stolen bases. So, first thing, the defense. Speed is 80 grade. He is the best athlete in the system, one of the fastest players in minor league baseball. Um, defensively, he's, he's a plus defender in center field. Even despite the arm only being average, he's working on getting the arm better as far as his hands, the exchange, the arm action, trying to be a little more efficient, get a little more oomph out of there. Uh, bat speed is fine, but as a hitter, he's just he's a little bit raw. Things started to click last year. It's something where he can handle velocity pretty well, and he's getting better at recognizing spin and off speed. Still hasn't translated that into swing decisions, to the proper swing decisions, but he's getting better at least at recognizing them now. And, and so he, he's catching up after missing some time because of missing the minor league season, like missing 2020, really kind of set him back as a young player. He was 18 years old when he would have played that year. So uh, he'll probably be back in high A to start the year. My goal would be high A double A in 2023. We'll see, let's see if he can do that. All in all, I like this system. I like the Blue Jays' chances this year. I really feel good about the moves that they've made, getting Varsho, signing Brandon Belt as a depth piece in the infield. I like what they've done, and I'm going to enjoy watching this Blue Jays team in 2023. Reminder, if you have questions for the show, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball, show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm, or you can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com. Uh, you can also drop your questions into LockedOnMLBProspects Discord. The link is in the episode description. The link is in the show notes. Until tomorrow's show, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects.